Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. So when, is a, when a lot is at stake, the answers are not clear, what do you do? Hmm. So it's you know, like I, maybe you already said this, but yeah, I feel like it's like a yeah, like a board of directors or type mm-hmm. thing where it's like, hey, I need to, I need a quick meeting, guys. I need <laughs> to get some advice on this. And you imagine like, okay, what would mm-hmm. this person say? Now, for me, I I don't know enough about these philosophers to be like, oh yeah, like oh, this person would totally <laughs> say this. Could you give us like a couple, like maybe either tell us a little bit about each of these philosophers. Obviously you can't summarize it in a sentence, you know, or to, <laughs> to actually capture them, you know, yeah. but maybe just a, a brief introduction. And then also it'd be really cool to see an example of here's the type of decision that would be helpful to think about and like how those different philosophers might have input on that type of uh, decision. That's uh, that's very nice. The, um, the reason their names of philosophers in the book is because I found out from myself or many others, it's easier to remember because uh, mm. it doesn't do justice. The, these are philosophers who maybe have written thousands of pages, and then here there's this you know chapter or paragraph that pretends to right. share the essence. <laughs> uh, it's it's inspired by these philosophers, but in the end, it's about the idea, of course. Right. Okay. And, uh, yep. These are ideas that have existed uh, uh, across cultures, uh, across generations, and all of that. But this g- makes it more tangible. You see, as you know, a real person talking like this board of directors to you. Right. And uh, the uh, there are many. So the book starts with uh, a, a very ancient one, Cleobulus, and uh, Cleobulus um, t- says that uh, uh, we shouldn't become arrogant in good times and we shouldn't uh, humble ourselves in the bad ones Uh, and uh, the idea of this one is mark uh, to your point some people are doing very well actually in these challenging times Uh, some uh, unfortunately jeff bezos isn't hurting for cash right now so there there (laughs) there are many and less familiar uh, uh, famous people uh, who are for many reasons uh, doing well and the first uh, chapter uh, talks that uh, how easy it is to become arrogant uh, to think that, hey, I'm doing well because uh, look at me, I'm so gifted and smart and talented. Who knows? Maybe you made all the poor decisions, you just were lucky, right? The right person, mm. right time, right place. And not to say that you don't deserve luck, but it is to say that your decisions still matter. You're still building your character uh, at this particular moment of time. How are you treating others, especially when you're doing well? What are you spending everything as if uh, it's not going to matter and you're going to get uh, lucky in 2022 again, right? And uh, for many, this is also a way of thinking to say, hey, you know, philosophy, these things are not only for the tough times, it's actually for the good times. 
and uh, uh, it's very revealing and helpful to think uh, all of this through. So Cleobulus mm. is there, you know, uh, uh, warning you, <laughs> not only it's like, hey, don't get don't get cocky, like hey, yeah, exactly. and also like hey, don't beat yourself up if things aren't going well. It may not That's be all it. you. So it's much okay. Yeah, right. it, it says uh, uh, that you know you're going to go through these phases and up and down, but trust yourself, not uh, let's say the external circumstances. Uh, good times okay. will pass, bad times will pass. But uh, what are you doing in the meantime? So that's one angle uh, to look at it. Then we have uh, another angle very much from Socrates. And uh, when we think about opportunities, I think Mark also said, I'm excited about the opportunities that might come out and things that are happening. Socrates was uh, someone who uh, you know, inspired the skeptics, the skepticism uh, idea. The famous essence in the book talks about the answer question, is that really so? And uh, that might feel a bit like uh, an uncomfortable question uh, or somebody hitting the brakes when you're excited and uh, ready to go and uh, happy about you know, what you're envisioning. But Socrates uh, keeps challenging you. Right? Is that really so? Is it really an opportunity or does it appear to be an opportunity? How do you know? Uh, who can tell? What is that based on? And uh, he was so uh, into these questions and uh, re helping people realize that they don't know much in life that they even put him to death, uh, unfortunately, in the ancient times. So that's the extent he would go to really help you realize that uh, uh, maybe you're letting yourself uh, being carried away by your imagination. Mm. And you can imagine that uh, in uncertain times, uh, this is a very helpful question. And this also uh, helps you to think through how many friends, how many family members, how many colleagues do I actually have who play that skeptic role? What's my skeptic capital? Right? You think about your financial capital, your social capital. So what's your skeptic capital? Who are there? Who are the people who can help you prevent making irreversible uh, mistakes? Hmm. Yes. So this is a little bit of a flavor of that's yeah. hard. I think that's a hard one too because obviously we don't want to surround ourselves with anybody <laughs> who opposes our mm -hmm. ideas or you know. <laughs> And, you know, I found in my wife, she is my, uh, you know, we always joke around that I'm like the, the uh, you know, hot air balloon and she's the sandbags, you know, uh. and it's kind of like you need both of them, right? It's mm -hmm. like the sandbags help the, the, the hot air balloon just going off into the atmosphere, you know, um, but you need that balloon to, to lift off and, mm -hmm. and they kind of help each other, you know, balance exactly. and, and keep moving. And so, yeah. And uh, that's nice how you say that, because that again that shows the importance of being able to switch between these ways of thinking. So this is not mm -hmm. a book about you know challenge yourself until there's nothing left. Uh, is that really so? Otherwise, that will be the title of the book. Um, <laughs> is that really so? <laughs> <Yeah>. Really? <laughs> See a new book in the making. Yeah, exactly. Write it down. <laughs> You'd be good. I think you'd be very good at that. Uh, and um, to, to, to show that, you know, that's not meant to halt decision making, but really uh, making sure that you don't uh, uh, do things that uh, uh, you regret, of course, uh, afterwards. But then uh, there's uh, Nietzsche uh, in the next uh, chapter who uh, is very much focused on the will. 
he's very much focused on this idea of the eternal recurrence. Uh, and it's is a, uh, a way of thinking, it's not the worldview, but it's a thought experiment that says uh, whatever you're doing today, to right now, is going to uh, recur, come back, uh, an infinite amount of times in the universe. Right? It's because the universe is big and it's going to come back and it's eternal recurrent. So the question to you, Mark and Benjamin, would be, you know, would you still be interviewing me? Would you be still <laughs> sitting uh, having to, making this podcast today if you knew that this would also happen an infinite amount of times in the future again? Mm. Right? It gives it a lot of weight. Yeah. And so it's like, is this something you really want to be doing? Or like, how much does it really matter to you almost? In a way? Exactly, right? Is this, is this how bad you want this? If not, then what else would you be doing with your precious time today, hmm. which is going to uh, come back into an infinite amount of time? So this is like a huge electroshock, completely <laughs> waking up <laughs> out of your uh, sleep to say, wow. Uh, what, what what am I doing actually with my time right now mm. today? When I think too, yeah, I mean, as a you know business owner, uh, and and uh, you're providing a service, a lot of times you work with clients that you don't like, or mm-hmm. you do certain things that you don't enjoy because it produces money, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. we need money, like you know. And if if I had to think like, oh, okay, infinitely, I'm gonna have to work with this terrible <laughs> client for all of eternity. Like, I would choose not to work with that client. Yeah. And so uh, I think when you start putting that thought on on, on certain things, that um, it helps you make decisions a little bit uh, easier to be like, it, you know it, what, we'll figure it out. It clarifies things uh, yeah. magnificently, and of course. That can be quite a manic state to be in 24 hours per day. Uh, like whatever I'm doing, whatever sandwich I'm having right now is going to be the sandwich <laughs> I'm going to have for infinite amount of times. But nevertheless, yeah, it it, it helps to clarify, right? Uh, uh, what do you want? And who cares almost about the consequences? Because if Socrates would say, is this really opportunity? Do you really want to do this? You could say, well, who cares? Right? Yes, I want to do this, even if it's going to be a failure. But uh, I would still do this. Okay, then go for it. Mm. Yeah. You know, I I always think about, um, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, I I grew up in a a, a Christian home and there was always this fear of like, am I making like the right decision? Like, is this God's perfect will for my life, you know? And so then you're paralyzed because you don't want to make a decision that God, you know, hasn't ordained or what not. But then as I grew and matured and started thinking about, um, you know, if I view God as like this loving heavenly father, and then now that I have children and I think about, you know, I view them and, and how I want the best life for them and the decisions that they make, you know, it would almost be like, they would come to me and say, hey, should I do this or this? And I say, well, what makes you happy? And then it's like, or what do you enjoy the most? And then it's like, well, make that decision. It's like you can't make a wrong decision almost, (laughs) you know? It's just Mm -hmm. that idea of like, well, whatever decision you make is the right decision. And then, you know, as you continue to to move forward, maybe certain things will adjust and you'll Mm -hmm. take a different path, but you're, you're continually like making that that forward motion and that there's not really a bad decision. There's just a decision to be made and then everything else will unfold in front of you. It's, uh, 
Yes, that seems sound like a very uh, kind and thoughtful uh, father in uh, in many ways. And and you're right. And this is about that. However, you know, it's a way of thinking. And uh, mm -hmm. if you choose to think that way and to live that way, then you know at least you won't regret it because you've thought it through. Uh, yeah. The risk is that you realize this after the fact, you know, after a decade or two, and then you say, hey, you know, was it so important to focus on this product or not, right? Why did I even uh, do that in that special, precious time that I did have? And the book goes on one by one from very different angles, because you can think about what you want or not. Uh, the, uh, there's a way of thinking very much from Talis uh, brought in from thinking about patterns. I have to make a decision. I'm finding myself in this situation. Uh, well, probably this is not the first time something like this is occurring. And has this something like this happened in the past? Right? We have daily patterns, right? The earth uh, goes round uh, and uh, uh, certain things happen every day. Certain things happen once a year uh, as uh, we do. Certain things happen maybe once a century. Uh, certain things happen a few times in your life, but are you even aware of the patterns of life? Um, and are you, or are you very disconnected through that? Because if you do know patterns, of course, you're better able to predict what might come and you're better able to anticipate, you're better able to make decisions, not even on a macro grand scale, but also on a private scale, like in the patterns in a human life. Uh, you're not young forever, uh, maybe, or uh, everyone who has been through maybe a heartbreak, uh, somehow you, you managed, somehow you came out of it, somehow you're still alive, right? Even though you might have thought that it could never happen. Uh, these are patterns and they've been mm -hmm. recurring for uh, centuries, ages, millennia. So that is uh, one angle of Talus, again, but at the same time, uh, we can think about uh, a completely different way about things and to say, well, a big risk of especially very intellectual people who like to spend a lot of time in their heads, uh, as uh, David Foster Wallace would also say, is uh, that uh, they get uh, uh, trapped in their minds uh, and uh, they lose touch of what's really happening in front of them. Their senses, the facts, uh, how uh, life is actually unfolding in front of their eyes. And uh, someone might think, uh, well, uh, it always gets a bit warm around this time of year and miss the fire that's actually happening uh, a few uh, meters down <laughs> there. Like, no. Oh, it's just part of the pattern. You're <laughs> like, well, open your eyes. There's actually your house is on fire. <laughs> right. Right, no, but last year around mm. this time, I remember it got very hot as well. Right? It's like, so, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, the Plus weatherman said the weatherman said it's going to be an extra hot day today so it's this getting stuck in our minds uh, that is a huge risk especially for certain types of people and uh, then you get uh, uh, the next chapter that says well pause that let's uh, check the facts you know let's get in touch with the real reality as much as uh, uh, that is possible and uh, the, personally, I very much uh, enjoy the, the switching part uh, as uh, mm -hmm. I was writing, as I'm practicing. There's so much still I feel that I don't know. I can practice better. Some of these ways of thinking are much more in line with who I am, my personality, certain mm -hmm. ones I have to really push myself to do so. But uh, to your point, Ben, you know, when it comes to making uh, big decisions, you know, these are all the different angles you can look through and then say, okay, 
now I'm still deciding to invest in this product. Now I still decide to maybe close my company, right? So now I still decide to start a new career. Maybe I still decide to move uh, out of the city, you know, but it's not uh, just uh, uh, on a whim. Mm. You need to, you need to develop like a, um, a, 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 like a PDF, like a journal <laughs> PDF, right? Mm-hmm. Like a decision uh, making matrix mm-hmm. that you could then, you know, weigh it against these different, like ask yourself, like what these philosophers would be asking during this, you know, time. And then you could develop this whole, you know, program <laughs> that someone could go through to like make decisions. <laughs> That's a good way to think about it. Uh, uh, it's not a, yeah, maybe I should make it even, as you say, more concise. The book tries to do that a little bit. With yeah. Room for note taking uh, and all the other things that are, yeah, in there. <laughs> That's awesome. So there's some work worksheet kind of areas in the book. That's really cool for taking notes and stuff like that. I, I find myself just as you're talking through this, you know, I, I think I probably identify most naturally with Talus mm. with like the pattern recognition. I think that's how my mind works. And I think that's partially why my team jokes about me being a robot. But I just I'm always looking for <laughs> patterns and things and like, ooh, this has happened two or three times. Mm. And this is a good thing. How can we keep that happening? <laughs> oh, this this has happened twice and it's a bad thing. How can we stop mm-hmm. doing this? And my whole business is run around patterns. It's like <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays, we build websites. Mondays and Wednesdays, we have meetings. Oh, Every yeah. Friday, we do a retrospective. So it's like I'm very like rhythm-based. <laughs> for, for me, it, it helps me. Uh, but I also find myself going on autopilot through life, kind of mm-hmm. like what, exactly what you were saying, where you're like, oh, this is kind of like the thing that's happening. I kind of lose touch with like, oh, maybe this week we should do something different. It's like, no, this is what we always do. Let's just keep doing it. <laughs> but now it's like I'm starting to take control of the wheel a little bit more when I need to, to be like, oh, hey, you know what? This Friday, let's not do the exact same thing. Let's do something different because this mm. actually makes more sense, you know? And yeah. so, like, what do you what do you identify most with out of these, like, Cleobolus, Socrates, <laughs> Nietzsche, Talus? Are there other ones uh, beyond those that you talk about? Or which one of those would you kind of identify most with? I, I can recognize Talus. So I, I think finding patterns is almost like a, a sport, right, uh, to do things. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, it's very important to know that uh, most patterns you might be able to play in your mind with are uh, false patterns. Right? Mm. They're there because yep. my mind connects a few dots, but it doesn't mean that yeah. these things exist in outside of uh, mm-hmm. uh, my mind. And uh, if you can think about it in that way, it makes it playful. Right? It's not about change your personality or don't do mm-hmm. the things that you enjoy doing. It just helps you to prevent making uh, irreversible mistakes that you could regret Mm -hmm. and uh, you could say well you know this person is always tired in the morning so that's a pattern but you know look a bit closer Uh, maybe this person is uh, sad right maybe they're upset maybe something has happened right maybe it's good to just check in with them for a moment Mm -hmm. instead of going on that autopilot yep at the same time, someone who only is looking with their sentence can be very overwhelming, of course, right? Uh, and uh, you don't know where to look. So then, of course, the patterns can come into play and uh, help out. One um, philosopher that at least resonates a lot, uh, I wouldn't say that uh, it is a very natural way of thinking, but it is uh, uh, Hippocrates on uh, the the... They also call him the father of medicine. And uh, there's a whole chapter around um, unintended harm. 
So our natural tendency often when we see a problem uh, at work, imagine there's something you know on a people side or in the management team is not going well, or it could be uh, a product that's a, that has a defect or anything. But of course, we want to fix it. We want to solve it. And uh, maybe your founder, you care about your company, uh, your heart is in a good place, your intentions are pure. And there's here again a risk that you might get blinded by your own intentions. Uh, how can the results not turn out uh, great uh, in this case? And you might actually make a bad situation worse. Uh, the idea here is uh, first, do no harm. And that's a sounds simple but it's quite difficult the implication could actually be that uh, not intervening might be the best thing to do because uh, uh, intervening could make a bad situation again uh, worse and uh, leaving a bad situation and testing small things or not going out with drastic new policies for everyone in your organization because you thought of this great idea that could be very helpful uh, and then uh, a year later, you notice that that great idea created a lot of other problems that need new great ideas. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. uh, you're getting into a very messy position. It's almost like we can become uh, our own time travelers, you know, <laughs> in your mind. You can, you know, <laughs> see the outcomes. Ahead yeah, of time. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a Marvel superhero character, right? <laughs> like if you can harness the power of all this to like, you know, project or see into the future. It's called you know, the you power can stop. of wisdom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What is wisdom? <laughs> That's your catchphrase. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully you can stop uh, uh, a lot of um, damage, literally, that uh, uh, yeah. you can make, especially in, if you're in an influential position in life where mm. uh, other people's livelihoods are dependent on your uh, decisions, uh, your community and others. And uh, if you don't think things through, uh, you might miss out on, indeed, second-order effects. Uh, and if you look into history, uh, horrible things that uh, have happened on a societal level uh, were effects of effects of effects that uh, most people wouldn't have wanted to start off at the uh, start anyway. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I actually really I find this, this one useful to you, the idea of first do no harm. Mm -hmm. uh, because, yeah, I think to me, it's fun to change things, too, where I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, like, there's a problem. Oh, cool. Let's change everything. It's like, well, <laughs> let's let's treat this more like, I'll oh, throw it all out. You know, let's try something new. But yeah, it's like redesign you know, from scratch. Right. Which isn't always the right answer. You know, I've experienced that working sometimes. And then sometimes, you know, you cause more problems than you solve. Just like you said, you know. The realization here is that uh, uh, you never start from scratch. Right? There's always an existing context. There's an existing history. Uh, people have memories. There's a ha their habits right. that have been formed. Mm. So mm. it's 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 not really just true. Not that you're true. Scratch. Exactly. Yeah. And here mm. you come and intervene in these established patterns, ways of thinking, these traditions, maybe things that have been solved for a long time, and so forth. And then starting from scratch, who knows uh, what new issues and challenges and difficulties mm. uh, and all of that that you're uh, creating, even though on paper, the process looks simplified, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I f I f yeah, I feel like this is like Hippocrates, this approach of like, you know, figuring out 
how do you do no harm makes you also kind of think of the Socrates approach of like the skeptic of like, is mm-hmm. that really what we need to do <laughs> kind of thing? You know, I feel like those are somewhat connected, at least the way you're describing mm-hmm. them. I'm like, huh, that feels like it's going back to, you got to get into that skeptic mindset a little bit too uh, of yourself of like, huh, is this really the best approach that I should be taking? Like what are the repercussions and stuff? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting too. I think about like the idea of just being present and then also slowing down and uh, thinking, you know, and not always making knee-jerk reactions or um, uh, gut reactions. Mm-hmm. But to, you know, because I think about in, a lot of in my life, especially when I was younger, like I made a lot of impulsive decisions, you know, and, and or I would say things flippantly and... Um, and to me, it was like, ah, oh, no big deal. Like, I just said that thing that one time or whatever. But then, like, years later, someone would be like, <laughs> oh, remember when you said that? And that, like, really hurt my feelings. I was like, oh, like, you know, to me, it was just nothing. But to you, it was actually, like, it meant something, you know? Mm. And, and and that goes on the positive way, too. Like, I've encouraged somebody and not thought anything of it. And then years later, they're like, man, you know, that really, like, put me <laughs> on a different trajectory. And I really appreciate you said that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, think anything of it. So... Um, you know, I think about too, as we're going into this new year and, uh, you know, thinking about, well, how can we develop ourselves or how can we grow as individuals, um, and just be better human beings, uh, and business leaders. I think like a lot of this stuff is just relevant for us to sit down and as we're planning for 2022 and making goals and, and, um, you know, making commitments that, that we put some of this stuff, uh, kind of into writing, uh, of making contracts with ourselves to say, Hey, like I'm going to be more intentional. I'm going to, um, you know, look for patterns. I'm going to, you know, think about certain things in a different way and, um, slow down and be more present. And so, I, I mean, I, I think this has just been really great conversation conversation and, um, you know, really, I think beneficial and fruitful as we go into a new year, uh, you know, if you could kind of offer some, um, you know, maybe some ideas or motivation to our listeners about going into a new year and, Mm -hmm. and maybe how to look at their business and look at things like what, what would maybe some advice be that you would, would give to, to somebody as they're planning out their 2022? So uh, it's always uh, a big step to give someone I don't know uh, unsolicited <laughs> advice, uh, but I can I can share how I'm thinking about it for myself and the conversations yeah. I have with uh, clients these days it is uh, the acknowledgement that uh, 2022, however you look at it or think about it, high likely it's going to be also it's going to be messy in many uh, ways. Uh, and the uncertainties that currently exist, uh, who knows what new things will come out and all the like. And uh, in a way, uh, being okay with acknowledging that context, Mm -hmm. uh, it is very exhausting to fight it or to uh, continuously wish whether, you know, today I wish today was different and so forth and so forth. So one advice is, you know, being mindful of what are you spending your energy on. Uh, on the things that you can control and can change a bit that we talked about uh, last time uh, or the things that are completely out of your control. So I would say that uh, uh, is the foundation, uh, which was on book one. And the things that you can control coming from book two is switch, switch your ways of thinking. Surround yourself with people who think differently. Not that you should do what they say, but genuinely understand them. 
and uh, see how they can help you make better decisions going forward. Mm, that's fantastic. All right. Well, we like to, uh, you know, uh, kind of recap this episode in real time and provide that value to our listeners. So, Ben, what are our key takeaways from this episode? Well, I haven't trouble deciding because there's a lot of good stuff here, but I'll, I'll just cover a few things. Um, I liked what you said. Uh, when you're making a decision, ask yourself, what would a wise person do in this situation? And I think these different philosophers, you know, are a good way of thinking about that. Um, you also said if you don't make a decision, that's actually a decision too. And that's actually my situation. A lot of times I put it <laughs> off and then I guess I decided not to, cause I did <laughs> that's, nothing. That's so a decision. No decision. That's, so it's not a good decision, but it is a decision. Um, so I thought that was great. And then just a quick recap of the philosophers in my own words, uh, you correct me if this is completely wrong. Cleobulus, uh, we shouldn't become arrogant in good times or humble ourselves in bad times. Socrates. Is that really so? Is it really an opportunity or does it just look like one kind of a skeptical perspective? Nietzsche, whatever you're doing today is going to recur and come back at an infinite amount of times. Would you still choose to do this if it keeps happening over and over? And then Talus thinking about it from, hey, maybe this isn't the first time this has happened. Maybe something like this has happened before and being aware of the patterns in life. And then Hippocrates kind of approaching it from first, do no harm. Don't think that, hey, how can the result be not be great if your intentions are good because it still could turn out bad even if you have good intentions so those are my quick takeaways from the philosophers you mentioned impressive (laughs) Kevin where where if people wanted to maybe connect with you learn more about what you do um, where where can people connect with you and find more uh, information everyone can connect uh, either on the social media or my own website kevonkeon.com and is that where they can find your, your new book as well? What is Wisdom? Yeah, What is Wisdom is uh, on the website, but also on Gumroad, but also on uh, many other booksellers uh, all around the world. Awesome. Cool. Check it out. That's right. Hey, and go to thefridayhabit.com to find show notes for this episode. Uh, there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit system that will show you how to set aside one full day each week to dedicate working on your business instead of in your business. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review in the Apple Podcast app. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, don't forget to record us a voice memo and send it to hello at thefridayhabit.com. That's right. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.